calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. GM everyone, GM friends, welcome one and all to episode 7 of Audio Galleries, a Rug Radio production brought to you in partnership with Bueno. I am Benjamin White at the NFT 101, your host. Very, very quick disclaimer. This show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Please do your own research Always make your own decisions at all times and stay safe in Web3. It is also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published podcast. So consider this if we open the floor to speaking requests. And also, can you all please tweet or retweet, should I say, the first pinned post, which was just a link to this spaces. Let's get it out there. And uh, you'll see that I've also pinned a question of the day, which is, uh, you know, quite rightly, with Mr. Staple on board today, what's your favorite streetwear brand um, and why? Uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about, you know, how much the audience here is engaged with streetwear and, uh, and that sneaker scene. So episode six last week with the incredible Sati such a wonderful conversation she's such a beautiful soul and uh i think you know a really special artist i cannot watch <laughs> i cannot wait to watch her style develop over time and you know continue to watch her work in the future and following the mint last week i was actually able to pay sati uh, almost 1500 dollars which is you know an amazing contribution to her uh process and her creativity so thank you again audio galleries fam for coming out and supporting an incredible artist um very quickly i'm going to pin a third tweet which is from infinite object here it is so if you're in the space at the moment and you follow the instructions in that tweet you will be in line to win uh one of their incredible large video prints uh by sati later in the show today Audio Galleries is an educational, art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists and creators with a community of digital art collectors. Hosted on Sundays at 8pm GMT where I am, which I think is now 4pm Eastern and 1pm Pacific because of the daylight saving nonsense, but it will go back to normal next week. Each show features an artist, creator, uh, either emerging or firmly established, like today who is focused on creating incredible work um, and making it available via the blockchain. I interview each guest, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn a bit more about their style, their inspiration, process, previous works, and future plans. And then during the show, we launch an edition mint with an artwork provided by our guest and available to purchase somewhere between 15 and 75 USD. Only holders of the Audio Galleries Mint Pass are able to mint and collect these works. Uh, I take a snapshot of wallets a few hours before the show starts, and 70% of the revenue generated after tax goes direct to the artist. If you would like more information, please follow Audio Galleries on Twitter, uh, go to the Discord, and subscribe to the newsletter. This show is also sponsored by Bueno, a no-code minting platform by Pablo Stanley and his wonderful team, Bueno is launching its own ERC-1155 edition minting platform called Bueno Drops. Check out their Twitter for more. Whew, right, our artist today, he is, well, he's a bit of a legend, to be honest. Um, Jeff Staple is the creative visionary whose work encompasses graphic, fashion, footwear design, as well as brand marketing. He's the founder of Reed Art Department, formerly known as Staple Design, where he has worked on countless creative projects for clients, from startups all the way through to Fortune 100 companies. Last year, 2022, marked the 25th anniversary since Jeff founded Staple in 1997. The New York-based pioneering streetwear brand 
with the now infamous pigeon logo. I was looking at those uh, SB Dunks earlier. They're like £80,000 now, um, but they are, yeah, incredible, incredible. And that logo now is infamous and far-stretching. We've got so much to learn about Jeff's previous works, also his journey into Web3. Sorry for how long that takes, Jeff. Jeff, welcome to Audio Galleries. Damn, you must be thirsty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mouthful, but thank you for having me. That was an incredible introduction. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, and uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, oh, no, it's my yeah, pleasure. But... Honestly, it's a real pleasure to have you on. Uh, I listened when back when I was kind of just getting started with Rug, well, several months ago now, I listened in and I did some timestamping for Farouk uh, because he interviewed you, and it was just it was one of my favorite interviews, actually, in the space. That was a good and, one. Yeah. yeah, and so I was really keen to get you on and also like to mint a cool piece of like a collectible artwork for, for the community as well. I just think yeah, it would be I, a lot of fun. I want to say what you're doing with that is incredible because, you know, just someone from my position who's been in the game for so long and, you know, have had to do a lot of like press and editorial and stuff. A, you know, you never get compensated or paid to do it. And B, like what you just said with last week's artist, how... You know, you're giving that artist exposure, but also being able to like now put gas in the engine and like fuel, you know, her next artistic endeavor is pretty amazing. So props to you as well. Thank you. Yeah, that's the whole idea, the whole premise behind it. And the, the community are so amazing because I kind of give them something to mint every week. And, you know, I appreciate times can be tight sometimes, which is why we try to make it accessible. But yeah, they come, they come out every week and, uh, and they enjoy they enjoy the process. They enjoy the shows they, and, and to be able to listen to people like Sati last week, a really, really interesting story. And then, you know, yourself this week, something completely different and really, really kind of like exciting. So, yeah, I do really appreciate you coming up. It's um, it's really good of you. And Jeff. I'm stoked on the artwork that we did, which so I just did as I. well. It's so fire. So <laughs> it's it. awesome to have like yeah. animated a piece that I've already made and then give it your complete own spin. I, I'm so like honored to so say thank you. And yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Jeff, why don't you, for all of the people who have been living under rocks for the last 25 years, why don't you introduce yourself and um, just tell us who you are and like a little bit about you in your own words. Sure. Um, I'll try to do it succinctly. Um, but so my name is Jeff Staple. Uh, I founded um, a, a pioneering streetwear brand in 1997 called Staple. Uh, as you mentioned, the pigeon logo is our mark. Um, just, you know, being in the, in the industry for 25 years now, you've seen a lot of ups, downs, lefts and rights. And um, I've been, you know, uh, trying to continue to innovate throughout all of that. Um, with the latest chapter being Web3, which uh, I'm just so inspired and, and like really just, I think this is 110% the future and in the way it's going to be irrespective of all the the little tiny hiccup roller coasters that we're going through now. And not to, you know, belittle the things that are happening. They're, they're you know, big things and I'm sure they're affecting people in a big way. But when you've seen as much as I've seen and you sort of zoom out to like the quarter century mark versus like the week to week, you do begin to gain perspective that these are going to be small road bumps and um, keep building and keep paving the way for the future. Um, in addition to that, as you mentioned, I have a creative agency called Read Art Department. Um, and uh, we work with a lot of different companies. And just being in the industry for so long, I've just also, I guess, become a brand onto myself as well. So you know, people always ask me to come to speaks and consultations and lectures and whatnot. Um, so there, I, I have my own podcast as well on Hype Beast called The Business of Hype, which is uh, really dope because I speak to creative entrepreneurs on the realities of their hustle. Um, also had a podcast on Coinbase as well called Due Process, where I spoke to um, Web3 creators about a similar topic. Um, so just love speaking on on this topic, man, and, and building at the same time. And uh, sorry if that siren's coming through, but like, hey, I'm in New York. City. I love it. I'm in New York. This is like real <laughs> There's probably going to be a pigeon on my windowsill soon, too. <laughs> Not at all. No, we love the sirens. Yep. I've, I've interviewed a few people now in the city, and uh, yeah, we get it. It's it's great. Yeah. It's a weekly occurrence, actually. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's, um, that's me in a nutshell. Um, you know, uh, uh, I'm thanks, happy Jeff. to be here, man. It's it's really. Uh, I'm excited to share and I hope we get some good good convo flowing and some good Q&A as awesome. well. Awesome. 
Tell me a little bit about how you became. So how do you like to be? Because I always refer to, I, you know, this the show is a show for artists. I, I consider you an artist, but I guess like primarily you're a, a designer. Like, how do you refer to yourself? I don't know. I don't like to put, I don't like to put a category name or a title on myself. Um, you know, there's the, there's the sort of like, what do I tell a, my bank or like what do I fill out when I'm filling out like an immigration <laughs> form and for that I write self-employed because everything that I do I think the unique thing is is that I founded everything that I do so in that standpoint I've never had a quote-unquote job like I've never filled you know gone through an HR interview or been on like payroll or clocked in or clocked out everything that I've ever done from day one it's been something that I founded myself so self-employed would be the very dry word that encompasses all of that um but it the, the cool thing I think is that because I've done all these different things people have different entry points into my universe some people only know me for the podcast some people only know me for streetwear some people only know me for sneakers you know some people only know me as the founder of a creative agency that they work with right so like there's all these different angles. And so I don't really care about the title much. I don't consider myself an artist. Um, and that's because I have, uh, I would say the majority of my inner circle of friends are artists. And so I would never want to call myself one and like, in a sense, belittle what they do by calling myself one. Cause what I do is not uh, an artistic endeavor in the pure sense of the word. Um, I'm much more shallow than they are, quite frankly. <laughs> no, for real. Like artists, artists do shit that don't necessarily have any rhyme, reason, cause, effect, or profitability. They're doing it because purely for the art. And if it turns a profit, if they get a following from it, so be it. But they they would do it if there was no money in it. And and for me, I'm I'm much more left brain, right brain. Like when I do something, I do measure scalability profitability you know reach and like viability sure. and, and stuff like that which no artist ever really thinks about which is the beauty of being an artist so i appreciate you calling me an artist but um i would never <laughs> label myself one <laughs> well okay well i'm i'm curious so how did you become uh, an artist or a designer or or the, the the person the founder like what what's the if you can be succinct because this is a great story, I'm sure. I mean, but like, how, what's the origin of it all? I think there's, there's two ways you could answer that question. One way is, like, how do you have an eye for this stuff? It's by caring and paying attention. And I think that starts innately from, if not birth, very close to birth, or like where you grew up in. And if you start at a young age caring about, like, whether it's like your GI Joes or like your, your magic cards and like where they're stored in or like your Nike swooshes and you want to keep the outsoles clean. Like if you start like just observing the world in a different way, because most people don't observe the world that way. They, they consume and they interact with things, but they never think about, well, hold up. How was this made? Who made this? What were the considerations that were, made into the creation of this thing that I'm using. Most people just use the shit out of stuff and that's it, right? <laughs> so I think that proclivity starts you on this journey of like, wow, I'm interested in how these things are made. Let me investigate this further. That's the first part of it. And then I think the second part of it is then thinking about, well, how can I um, add to that? How can I contribute to that culture? And that culture might be video games. It might be, you know, silk screening t-shirts. It might be uh, painting. But, like, how can I contribute what I think about this um, into that? And how can I – and I actually just did a post recently on my IG talking about this Japanese uh, philosophy called ikigai, which is kind of like, uh -huh. yeah, like, what do you believe in? Great. But then how do you get paid for that? which is greater because, and not in a, in a greedy capitalistic way, but if you can't feed the machine and fuel yourself doing it, you'll run out of gas and then you won't be able to then perpetuate and do the thing that you love doing, right? So all of us have been in that vicious cycle of like, do what I love, fuck, can't pay rent, do what I don't love, pay rent, mm -hmm. do what I love, fuck, can't pay rent, do what I don't like. You just keep going in this circle, right? So like, how do you 100%. break out of that and be like, wait, do what I love, but pay rent. 
and then keep doing what I love and pay rent. Like that's Ikigai. That's like the, the magic thing. Um, and so that just to me takes like, that's the hard work, hustle and persistence that you got to grind that to then get to the point where it, it, it becomes like a flywheel where like, then it's like, oh shit, I'm getting the hang of this now. Like I, I can hustle, do what I love and I can make a living doing it. But a lot of uh, creatives, artists in particular, they get stuck at that point where like, damn, I can't pay rent and put food on the table doing what I love. So I have to spend time and energy doing this other thing that I don't really love. And, and you keep like, you got to shift back and forth until you get to that good spot. Where did the, where did the hustle come from, Jeff? Like where, where did that, where was that spark formed in you? Um, a little bit of insanity, I would say. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> I, Amen. yeah, you, you have to be a little bit insane. You have to, defy logic many many times um and you have to be unreasonable and and um nonsensical in some ways because you know let's face it the re there's so many like hard realities in life right the price of a gallon of milk right rent a car payment a subway token right these are things that like unless you break the law you kind of have to plug into these different areas of the system that cost money right um, and so if you're going to try to sustain that lifestyle, the easiest way to do that, the most stress-free way to do that is get in line at the employment office, get a job making X minimum wage hours, 40 hours a week, you know, clock in, clock out, do your job, get your pay, get your um, benefits and healthcare package so you're protected. And that's the way you should do it. Any person with a grain of reason would tell you that that's the way you should live your life. So it takes a little bit of insanity to be like, don't do it the safe way. Throw all that shit out the window and, and do what you believe in, even though money, security, and health may not come with that. That's, that's fucking insane. Like, why would anyone take that route, right? So when you ask me like how and why I did that, I think I got, I, I sometimes consider myself like, an infected patient where I got infected with the spirit of like street culture, art, graffiti, DJing, sneaker collecting, like it just enveloped me. And my loved ones at the time, my family members, you know, my, my uh, previous girlfriend back then was like, like, we think Jeff's lost their mind. Like they tried to intervene on me, you know, like where he's crazy. Like he like left a, a solid, degree in journalism at New York University, prestigious school. He, he's now dropped out and is going to art school. Two years later, he's now dropping out of art school to sell t-shirts that he printed off his back. Like, that sounds like some hobo vagabond type shit. Like, you know, like, like wow, well, he's on some drugs or something. Um, but I just had this insane belief that uh, I was going to um, uh, do this and, and do this or die trying. <laughs> Sounds crazy. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And okay, you, you've touched on then the kind of the scene. So tell us, and I think many of us are probably aware of that kind of scene, but perhaps give, oh, there's a nice yeah. alarm in the background. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's not an alarm. That's a guy just leaning on his horn with his elbow. And not oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, so maybe give us like, a, a sense of your that your kind of like the way that you take in the world around you like the art scene or the creative scene in where you're from and where you live and where you surround like where you go where you hang out like tell us about how you consume creativity and how how that then like becomes your inspiration um well i mean i i live between mainly New York and LA right now, but I, I do a lot of world traveling. Uh, it's one of my muses, if you will, like just getting inspired by the world. Um, I'm going to be in Singapore next week, Jakarta the week after that, Toronto the week after that. Um, and nice. the reason why I do that, and when, by the way, I want to add that when I do do that, when I do travel, I never go to any of the tourist spots. Like, you know, I never go to like the museums or like, I, I don't like museums. I don't really like galleries. Um, what I like to do is just find a nice sidewalk cafe, post up, have myself an Americano and just watch people, 
You know, I'm in the business of streetwear, street culture. And the operative word there is street. And if you don't watch people in the streets living their lives, you can't do street culture well, <laughs> you know? Like, that's my thing is like, I wanna make stuff that the everyday person um, can use to express themselves in a more unique way. Um, so I'm constantly just watching people. And I feel like one of my secret weapons is the fact that I've seen street culture in a general sense, not in a hypey sense, but I've seen the people, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I've seen the culture of people who live and operate in the streets a lot and in many, many places in the world. And when I've, when you pour all that intel into my brain and then I output that into a t-shirt, into a sneaker or into an NFT, my belief is that the DNA that I've intaken from all over the world of observing these streets comes through in my creations in some subconscious way that whether you're in New Delhi or Singapore or Topeka, Kansas, it hits you in some way. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm striving for, you know, is that I'm a product of my environment. And so, you know, the more I absor absorb and observe, um, the more you can feel it no matter where you are in the world. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, my next question for you is going to be like, what and who inspires you thinking, oh, yeah, he'll come up with some cool artists and some cool people to watch. But I'm guessing actually it's it's just people, right? It's, it's people yeah. and, and places. Yep. It's the taxi driver, the barista, the, the you know, the hotel uh, house cleaner, you know, like it's it's normal people. Like, I, I mean, I get it. You got to hobnob and you got to like deal with people who have blue checks in front of their IG names and you got to dap it up and go to scenes and shit. That's part of networking and getting your stuff out there and getting it seen. But generally speaking, like I get more inspired by like the Uber driver that I'm taking to the event than anyone that I meet at the event. <laughs> Facts. hundred <laughs> percent. Tell me then, how do you process that inspiration like what's ah. your what's your creative process in terms of taking what you've seen and then turning it into something that people will be like whoa i've got to have one of okay those. so great question because if there's one part of me you know i just got finished saying that i don't identify as an artist but if there's one part of me that is artistic it's the answer to that question you just asked which is after i've spoken to the people traveled the world gathered the intel and it's now all in my brain how does it enter through my earlobe into my cerebral cortex into my brain and then out of my fingers onto a wacom tablet or like an illustrator file right that process i don't even know I don't, like I don't oh, even come know. on. It's, it's um, I I equate it to cooking, and it's like asking a chef, like how do you make soup? Like he can give you the ingredients, which I just did. I just told you everything that I do. But what happens yeah. in the pot is a little bit of magic. And I don't know if you know if you've ever tried this, but like when you get a cook, uh, cooking recipe from like a world famous chef. And you buy the same things, measure them to the T, and do it the exact same way. It doesn't come out the same. Never, the never. Same. And that's the magic. That's like fuck. He's an artist at the end of the day, you know. Um, yeah. And so that part is like I I can't really define it. Um, I I will say that like there are certain things that I try to keep in mind, which is like um, they're they're almost like. Uh, I guess you would say like missions, you know, like, like almost like stay empathetic, be humble. Um, don't celebrate. Um, don't over celebrate your wins because your last, your, your, your last win could be the one that you just experienced. That could be it. You know, like you're only remembered for the last thing you did. There's certain like, sort uh -huh. of like diatribes that I live by. And I think somehow those also, influence like the recipe if you will like if if the ingredients are the travel then like those like diatribes that i live by is maybe like the heat and like the stove you know and like how much time you put into it um but it's still quite abstract in terms of like what that process is and i think my lesson to, to anybody listening to this is that like you can't over processize every single thing in a creative 
endeavor. Like you can be organized and you can be process driven and you can have a step-by-step thing that you like to do. But like, if you think about the greats, you know, like the Picassos, the Dalis, the Jimi Hendrixes of the world, the Jackson Pollocks, right? There is a certain time and place to let go of the steering wheel. And it's important to know when to do that, you know? Um, So I think if you try to control everything, it's like, that comes through too, where the, the audience is like, wow, you like crossed every T and dotted every I, and this just feels like cold as hell, you know, like there's no, like, (laughs) there's no warmth in it. So like, um, that's what I try to achieve too, is a little bit of chaos. Sure. You a note taker? Oh, mega, mega note taker. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling. I'm super OCD and organized and, and I, I am naturally the type that will try to control everything. Um, yeah. I have a I have a waterproof notepad and pencil in my shower <laughs> because I'm always thinking of sick ideas while I'm taking the shower and then I can't remember them when I come out of the shower so I just bought oh, a I do that waterproof notepad. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm on my uh, my iPhone notes constantly before bed yeah. and and then and then I email it to myself for the following morning. Yeah, otherwise it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a mega note taker. Uh, I'm a mega process driven guy. Um, I think the the re- one of the reasons why I've been able to to remain in this industry and remain you know somewhat relevant over the past quarter century is because of that process. Uh, because other people can come in to my universe and there's like a playbook, you know, like uh, here's a, not a great example, but like how does how is McDonald's McDonald's is because wherever you go in the world, chicken and nuggets taste the same wherever you are, and that. The only reason why that occurred is because of a process and a playbook. And you can open a, a McDonald's in, you know, Bombay, and it'll taste just the same as if you, you know, ate it in New York City. And so I think people can come into the staple universe and be like, oh, you know what my favorite quotes is? Is when someone says to somebody else, and I overhear it or I, or I hear it through a meeting, like, this is what Jeff would do. That's oh. beautiful because that means – my mind is not a locked Pandora's box. It's a playbook. People read it, believe in it, and they can like execute on it. That shit is dope. That, you know, like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What would Jeff do? That's such a beautiful thing. When I hear that, <laughs> you just, you just touched on something quickly. You said, you said, that's how I've been able to stay relevant for a quarter of a century. Mm-hmm. Now I know, I know obviously that was last year. There was a whole kind of thing about it and, and, going to go into staple verse in a minute i'm really excited to talk to you about this but i am i'm really curious to know how that feels like how how when you say like a quarter of a century i I don't know have you have you taken the time to process it and be like wow that's 25 years that's a quarter of a century that i've been doing this and i've been able to remain relevant like that's an incredible thing yeah how how does it feel you know, beyond being like, geez, time, time goes fast. Like how, how does it feel to have, to be able to say that? Mostly it feels old. <laughs> Mostly <it's> just, <laughs> I try not to say it too much because it feels old. I, I just recently had a call with a, a childhood friend of mine um, who said she wanted me to introduce, she wanted to introduce me to her son who was now graduating uni and wants to wow. make a documentary about my life. He's in film. And when I had that call looking at my friend that I grew up with, then her adult son, who now wants to make a movie about my life, that's a yeah. quick way to feel very old. <laughs> like, <damn. laughs> uh, But it's still, I mean, it's also bittersweet because it's an honor that I'm still out here building stuff that people want to talk about, you know, so that's an honor too. I don't know, man. I, I, I really just try, I don't, I, I don't uh, like, think about it or applaud myself enough or, or count my own laurels because um, I just feel like I've seen a lot of careers where uh, it all goes away really fast because they, they sort of, um, they got content with what they've built. And I just want to like, I'm proud of what I've built, but I don't want to like just rest on those laurels and just, you know, be, be content with it. I want to keep building forward and, and I want to keep being in a place um, 
that is a little bit scary, you know. Um, and uh, one of one of my friends, uh, he's a comedian named Hassan Minhaj. Um, he he has this great thing that he told me where he's like, you know, that feeling when you're in a pool and you're at the the shallow end and you start walking to the deep end of the pool, and you know that moment where like your your feet just leave the ground and like your your chin is just above water, like that feeling right there when your feet leave the ground that's how you should always be living life it should always be a little bit scary like that you shouldn't be reckless and just blindfold dive into the deep end but like <laughs> that feeling of like oh shit i'm leaving the safe part and i'm going into the deeper side everything you do should feel a little bit like that and i, I always take that yeah. advice to heart that's great advice yeah. it's kind of a sense that that's where the magic happens yep. right yep that's where you grow. Yeah. That's where you innovate and grow. For sure. Yeah. Jeff, this segues perfectly. I'm going to play a little bit of annoying music that I play every week, just very quickly, so humor okay. me. Artist Edition is live. And that means that the mint that Jeff uh, and I at Audio Galleries are running for the next 24 hours is now live everybody so hello (laughs) so just one moment while i pin it uh to the top of the duda as it's known your music production (laughs) sorry oh thank you it's j6 he's incredible yeah he he also did the same guy who did my one did the gm show for for the team yeah um, okay, so I have just pinned the link. Yes, great. There's the mint link for those who want to jump into it now. Although it's open for the next 24 hours, it's available on our Discord and on the Audio Galleries. Uh, it's pinned on the Audio Galleries Twitter. Jeff, let's let's go into that in a minute. I want to talk about the piece, but actually I think before I do that, I want to, because you were just saying, like, you want to keep building, you want to keep moving, and now here you are, we're in Web3. Mm-hmm. Let's, like, tell me <laughs> talk about, in talk a about nutshell... Theory. Yeah, right. <laughs> tell, tell me how you found the space. Like, how did you discover it? And I guess that, that's just you being on the kind of cutting edge, but but um, give or, me a, an insight into your, your way in. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always not me being on the cutting edge. It's also surrounding myself with people that are equally daring and intelligent and brave, you know. Sure. Um, and one of those guys uh, is an old friend of mine named Steve Jang, um, who introduced me to another guy named Jacob, who founded a company called Zora a long time ago, right? And so uh, Jacob from Zora reached out to me about potentially doing a drop on his new website. Um, And I understood maybe like 30% of what he was saying, but um, I believed in his um, sort of perseverance and hustle. And um, oftentimes whenever I meet people and I decide whether I'm going to collaborate with them or not, I base it a lot on that gut intuition, you know, like even when I hire people, I don't really like, I don't really look at resumes or CVs, like at the little secret. Like I just, I just want to get in front of you and like meet you, talk to you and have a coffee with you and and see if we can vibe. So vibe check is big for me. Um, I vibed (laughs) well with, with Jacob. And I, even though I didn't really understand what was going on, I went into it uh, with Zora and did a drop on Zora and it was really enlightening and game changing for me. Um, and then it was less than a year later that I got connected with three guys from a company called Artifact, <laughs> you know? Oh, right. Yeah. Which was dabbling. <laughs> that, that little that company. Little company <laughs> which was a little company. It was a little company, you know? At the yeah. time. And, um, you know, Benoit, Zaptio, and Clegg, uh, w- before we knew it, we were on a WhatsApp group just talking about, um, they were telling me, you know, how amazing it is to watch what I've built. And I was telling them how I feel like, and I said, I remember I said it to them really early on. I said that when I dropped my pigeon dunk and it sort of put sneaker culture on the global map, I said, that energy is what I'm feeling from you guys right now. Like, I feel like you're, wow. you're pushing on something that is going to break a new level in this culture. And they were like, that's what we're trying to do. I was like, yeah, right, whatever. But like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, man. You know, so like, <laughs> we, we talked about what we could do together. And, and of course, that ended up becoming the Meta Pigeons, which was sure. an incredible part of like the artifact sort of like 
just roadmap and storyline of like people who who held the there were you know we dropped the meta pigeon series for one dollar and those people were able to you know change their lives i hear all the time that people with a meta pigeon because that one dollar meta pigeon became a clone x became a murakami equip became a murakami yeah. flower became a you know a, a monolith like it just and it's a life-changing experience you know and that's for sure that's something that couldn't have happened in web 2 you know um and then you know just all of the community just being a part of it was just so dope and so that was my foray into it um another big moment was um Gary Vaynerchuk uh had just launched V friends and um his V friends series is a, is a is a series of animals two of his animals are pigeons and so when he posted his uh, perspective and persuasive pigeons on his huge following, a ton of people tagged me and he saw that. And then I wrote to him right on the public comments, like, hey, should your pigeon and my pigeon have a meeting? And by that <laughs> night, I was on a FaceTime with Gary V. And so yes, we did. That's how it works. Yep, that's how it works. And, and uh, by... I think within a month we had a collaboration with Gary V and, you know, our pigeon and his pigeon. Um, and that's something again, that like you think about web two, like brands and creators don't just comment on each other and then they get on a phone call and then they build something like it's way more well, within a yeah, month. like, well, let me talk to my agent and then he'll talk to your lawyer and they'll work out a deal term. Like none, <laughs> none of that. It was only Gary and I it was only, the artifact guys and I like there's only there's still a, a WhatsApp group that's just the four of us. And that's the only way we communicate to this day. It's like amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I think that's Jeff, do the, you get really frustrated though with like Web2 when people are like, we're going to do this collab with New Balance or with uh, with Nike or with whoever? Are you like, yeah, OK, cool. So that'll be ready when? Like in three weeks, like Web3? Or... <laughs> and then people, no. people are like, no, 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 remember, this is how it, no. it's a slower I'm not, process. I'm not frustrated because one of my tenants, if you remember, is empathy. And so I'm empathetic sure. to the okay. fact that not everyone has a custodial wallet and crypto and an NFT. Like, I, I go to the supermarket. You ever go to the market and you see someone pay by whipping out a checkbook and writing a check? Oh. Yeah, I know. I get it. But like. I'm like, I, you, you might be like, oh, and some people, I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, that's a, no, I had to do it. <laughs> I had to, I had to do it because I've, I, I, I have a, so I walk my dog in a particular park where you have to go and pay a license. And I went to go and purchase the license uh -huh. and the, the, the little old lady behind the till at the place was just like, yeah, we take checks. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'll go and see if I still have yeah. one. <laughs> so I'm that, uh, you know, that's how brands are in a sense. The brand is the little old lady that takes checks. But like the, the, the thing about Web2 is that there's a whole mega ecosystem on this earth that's built around Web2 brands moving at the speed of a Titanic ship and slow as molasses. Yeah. And so if you want to make uh, there's there's two ways to make like global needle shifting change. One is you like kind of do what Artifact did and you're like infect the system within the system, like i.e. what they're doing with Nike. Or you use the the leverage and the speaker system of Web2 to your advantage and you try to like work with them to to champion what you're trying to do, you know? But if you go sure. in to a web two format and you're like, y'all are fucking morons and slow. We're the future. Get out of the way. Guess what? They still got guns. Like they're still very powerful people, you know, and Absolutely. they will block you and they will dismantle you. And, you know, there's a, there's a conspiracy theory in my head. I don't know if this is like public knowledge and this is not financial advice, of course, but like all the shit that's been happening recently with the, the newer banks, you know, is like, to me, that's like the old banks being like, well, how's those fresh new banks treating you? Come on over to JP Morgan <laughs> Chase and Bank of America and open your safe account here. Like, wouldn't it be perfect if they were like behind all of that, creating the fear so that everyone just goes running back to the traditional banks, you know? Um, and like, so anyway, I don't want to digress too far down that conspiracy theory. Hole. No, no, but I know, I know yeah, what you mean, but, but like, there is a sense that there's like a narrative, of, right? Of but, old guard, new guard, and this, yeah. this tug of war that's always happening, you know? So I never want to go into a place and be like, you know, 
y'all are slow, get with the program. I'm like, look <laughs> at this beautiful, shiny new world. Wouldn't you like to have a taste of it? And maybe I, who have, you know, you trust me, I've been in the industry for a quarter century now, maybe I can be your shepherd into that world, you know, and like, I could like handhold you through it. And brands really like that. Like we did a collaboration with Crocs that had an NFT aspect. We did a collaboration with Fossil Watch that had an NFT aspect. Uh, we have other ones coming up as well. And that's really like a huge baseline for like what we're doing with Stapleverse and Sapiens um, is, is bridging everything that I've touched and built in web two world and powering it with that web three mentality and thinking. Awesome. And okay. So then let's, let's talk. I don't know which order to do this in. I don't know whether to say, let's talk about what you've got coming up or whether to say, let's talk about the piece that we're minting today. Why don't we go into Stapleverse and Sapiens? Yes. And like, can you, can you take us on, that journey a little bit so that we can, cause I, I watched your keynote today on your website, which um, everyone, I would highly recommend stapleverse.xyz. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a keynote that you can listen to at the top of the, the, the site. Yeah. It's an hour long and it's really, really good for kind of getting really fully up to speed. But if you were going to, if you were going to uh, round that up into a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, I, I think Sorry. I got it. Um, I mean, as, okay. as we know, there's, there's a, huge popularity in, in PFPs and how they're used to express yourself, um, which I love. And I want to be able to really like put that on steroids and allow someone to express themselves through their PFP in more dynamic ways. So similar to how every day you wake up, you decide what hoodie, t-shirt, pair of jeans and trainers to put on. That's how you decide you want to express yourself today. Right. And as we all know, sometimes we do that multiple times a day. You wake up, you go to the gym, you want to express yourself in a certain way at the gym. You, you finish the gym, you go to work, you express yourself in a way when you go to the, work, to the office. Then afterwards, you go out with your boys or you go on a date and you want to express yourself in another way. And you're doing these like outfit clothing item changes, right? And my thing is like when people put a PFP into their, into their you know, either Twitter or their Zoom window or whatever, they almost never change it because there's not too many ways you can change it, especially with PFPs the way they are now. And so we've created a way that we break down in detail on the keynote that now so, you can change clothing items, outfits, and accessory items on your PFP, this amazing PFP that we've created with our friends over at Rhymes Like Times that we've dubbed Sapiens. You can change those as many times a day as you want and it's gas-free, and it's instantaneously shown on chain, right? So that's like a game changer that we're doing. And that's level one. Um, yeah. And that's dope in and of itself. And I think the vast majority of people are just going to enjoy playing around with that and getting all these outfits. And when you start thinking about, like, my Web 2 Rolodex, and if I start bringing in clothing artists and brands from my web two world into this interchangeability of like clothing and items on Sapiens, you can see how there's like a big unlock and opportunity there. Right. Um, Absolutely. The next phase of that is the idea of mentorship, education and co-creation, which I find just being in this industry for so long and talking to so many new creators and young creators that like, that's what they really want. They're really hungry for like that sort of guidance and education. Um, like when I did my podcast on uh, hype beast, you know, business of hype and I talked to creative entrepreneurs about how they did it. I mean, I get like, if I walk around in the city for a whole day, I'll get like five to 10 people stop me on the streets, thanking me for the podcast. That's how hungry they are for this information. And so yeah. if you tie that now to the blockchain, empower it through the blockchain, and imagine now I collaborate with an artist friend of mine on a t-shirt, you can now equip your sapiens with that t-shirt that we did, and you could actually wear it and represent it. But imagine now that t-shirt that you're wearing that was designed by me and my artist friend on your sapiens is also your admission ticket and your entry pass into live workshop sessions and in real life meetup, a Zoom AMA, a Twitter space with that artist, you know? So, and so now it's like when you're representing that Sapiens with that t-shirt on, you're telling the world, I'm into creative arts. I'm into visual fashion. I'm into streetwear. 
if it, if we collaborated with a headphone company on a pair of dope headphones that are worn on your sapiens, which allows you into workshops, mentorship programs, um, and and sessions with like the creative director of that headphone company, for example, when you yeah. rock those headphones on your sapiens, you're now telling the world, I'm into audio, I'm into beat production, I'm in, I'm a music file, right? And you could now imagine that with a camera, imagine that with a pair of basketball shoes, imagine that with jewelry. So you could literally like express yourself with your sapiens by saying like, yo, I'm into streetwear, photography and music production. And you could see that just by looking at my, my PFP now. So it really like amplifies how a PFP represents who you are. I hope I did a this decent is really job exciting. of that. Yeah, okay. it's really, really exciting. And, and I love because the bit that really, because I loved beginning this whole like storyline that you're taking people on people are going to like 2097 yeah. and there's a photo booth where we get to see who the the sapiens are so this whole collection that you're bringing is amazing but what i really really love about it and i guess it's because it strikes a a chord with how i am looking to build out audio galleries mm -hmm. it's this sense of like combine like co-creation right it's this idea of bringing creatives together uh, whether established or or emerging and a community of people who are also like super excited by the whole process of creativity yeah. and and encouraging them to do cool stuff together at the moment it's a space and we mint once a week with an artist like in the future i want it to be much broader than that so when i was looking at like your workshops and that whole like c division thing yeah. that you're coming up with yep really really exciting stuff yeah. like do you want to what what does it mean to you to kind of encourage co-creation from from your community, but also then with like your, as you say, your like your Rolodex? It's just something that I firmly believe in because I've seen time and time again what happens when you just give somebody a hand and an opportunity. Um, and I think I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because I coming up in the in the mid nineties of New York City, which was like a harsh, much harsher environment than it is today. Like I felt the opposite side of that coin. I felt gatekeeping and clicking and like, uh, you know, blocking of like opportunities and, and help. Like whenever I asked for help, it was like I was getting closed doors left and right. And then I see the sure. difference that it makes when you just give somebody a hand or a shout out or even just a retweet. Like a little thing takes, you know, I have people be like, man, you retweeted my thing like four years ago and it like changed my life. Like, damn, like. I was on the toilet when that happened. Like, but it's like the smallest <laughs> thing can really make a big difference, you know? Um, yeah, and such an impact. Yeah, so I, I just see that firsthand. And like, if we could just empower that um, times 10 or times 100, times 1,000 uh, through blockchain and through Web3 and through like this already vibrant community, like it just seems like a no-brainer to me. And I think everyone, all of my network of artists and friends are probably going to feel the same way. So they're going to jump on board too. Um, and I, awesome. I, I think it just requires a little bit of like also trust. Um, and I'm, I'm well poised to do this because of how long I've been in it. You know, I think if you're new, it's, it's natural for the, the sort of veterans to have a little bit of hesitation because, uh, let's, you know, let's see how you do like in two or three years, let's, let's like see how it goes. But like, I could see how, like with a Jeff Staple at the other side of the conversation, it's like, well, he's not going to do anything reckless and dumb. Like this is probably the real deal, you know? So I think we're, we're well poised to put together a great network of people. For sure. Yeah. And so, and so let's touch on then the, the piece that we're minting today. Yeah. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about how this has come around. Well, I remember, you know, I know, I think you were talking to um, Neuro on our team. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, I met him in Paris. Oh, cool. And when he came up yeah. with the opportunity of like, you know, doing a talk with you and then um, minting a special NFT just for this talk, I was like, wow, well, what are some assets that they have? And so like he started showing me like some of the banners and the graphics you've done and like that cool, like, you know, digital skyline effect and everything. And then your logo is really dope, too. I love like the sort of geometric logo style. Oh, and I was like, why don't we take our our sapiens arm which is actually like a really big unlock because the sapiens arm and hand is going to be holding a lot of different things in the future in the sense that like yes. a pfp is still best cropped when it's like chest up 
right? Like full body PFPs in the corner of your Twitter is like a grain of rice and it's still too small. Yeah. So if you're ever going to do something that involves like shoes or accessories or like, you know, pants or something like that, like it's hard to put it on a full body. So the hand is holding these items is like sort of a, a workaround based on like the, the canvas of like a PFP right now. And so I was like, yeah. why don't we have our hand holding our twin bird staple verse logo? And then he, the, the hand and the logo are actually existing in the audio universe. Right. And then let's animate this whole thing. And, you know, again, I'm not an artist. I'm more of like a creative director, but in, in a really short yeah. amount of time, we were able to animate that and get that, get that live. I think I, well, I, I think I approved it this morning, to be honest, or like late last night, <laughs> but um, it's beautiful. It's really, I'm so happy with the way it came out. I hope you are too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's come out, it's come out really good. And I, I can't wait to see and to get feedback from the community as well. Like to have something that represents us at audio galleries, but also, you know, that you've had a hand in, you know, creating is a hand. Yeah. No, no, pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. It is, it, <laughs> it's incredible and and so you know that that's an amazing piece of artwork which people can purchase yep. via some mint holders can purchase and then down the line we might be yes, able to do something with but it there's more so we want to add um a fun surprise perk to the holders of this collaboration edition we are going to be giving you all access to an archive unlock that we have the details of which will be shared in the new future uh, but there is an archive that we have that we're going to unlock to people who hold this special audio Stapleverse NFT. Uh, we're going to share more details in our Stapleverse Discord and on Twitter soon. Um, but just a little extra special Easter egg for those who support um, on your show. Jeff, I am blown away yeah. by that. And I am so, so grateful. That is really good. And gonna, you can only um, imagine what's yeah. in our archives. We got it. I will. <laughs> we got a lot, a big basement. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm stoked. So thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with, uh, with the community in time. That's amazing. Of course. So why don't we uh, jump into the quick fire questions? Okay. So I ask every, I ask every guest these quick fire questions just to see what we get. It's just a bit of fun, um, but it yields some really interesting results actually so jeff i'd like to know what's your favorite movie shawshank redemption oh great choice i watched that about two weeks ago really great yes it was on like a late i think it was it replaced something and they bring out a classic in well over a decade now and i i wonder how well it's aged did it age well perfectly wow well i mean it was set in the 20s wasn't it or whenever yeah. it, it's 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 fantastic yeah the one Still. line so you you just watched it so you, uh, you tell me if i if i butchered this line but the one line <laughs> that they said in that is um towards the end of the movie he said there's only two choices in life that you have to make you either get busy living or you get busy dying you you nailed it thank you and i <laughs> i live by that line all the time there's no in between um i think what i think uh yoda might have said something similar in star wars right he said yeah uh what was it there is no oh there is no try yeah yeah to do or not to do do, there is no try yeah same thing like yo just fucking or nikes just do it right like just just do it man (laughs) um so uh then let's say favorite book Shameless plug, my book. I just, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm rarely this, this Go like for it. braggadocious, but I'm very proud. I came up with my first book ever. Uh, I mean, Congrats. yo, 25 years, haven't put out a book and finally did it. It's with Rizzoli Books, which is a historic Italian book publisher. Um, and it is called Jeff Staple, Not Just Sneakers. You can get it anywhere you get books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatever, or you could buy it from our website. It's a 300-page monolith, and it covers um, the, the 25 years of my career. Uh, we managed to wow. hold the presses to make sure we got some, like, you know, like artifacts snuck in there in the very last minute. So we got some, like, real new stuff as well in there. Um, but it's a, it's a great just, like, it's, not, it's also not just a picture book. It's, like, I offer commentary, and I have, like, my diary entries, my journal entries, my early sketchbooks. Like, there's a lot of cool nuggets of information in there, so I'm really proud of that. Wow. Oh, it sounds fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. 
Next question. Your favourite <laughs> fictional character? Ooh, favourite fictional character. Wow. You know, my, we had a good one a couple of weeks. My, okay, Someone said Tyler Durden. I'm just going to say my first thing that came to my, my mind, which is, which is actually inaccurate. I'm going to preface by saying inaccurate. When you said my, my favorite fictional character, you know what first came into my head? Bruce Lee. But Bruce, Lee fucking, <laughs> but Bruce Lee's real. He was, he was real. But like, that's how dope he is. And his is. character, right? But that's how dope yeah, he is. He's like, he was so, yeah, his, the character of Bruce Lee is, you know, is amazing. But like 80% of him was real. And, sure. you know, it, just being, being um, an Asian American and, and not having many role models in pop culture to look up to, having someone like Bruce Lee was just really, really yeah. amazing. So no disrespect to Bruce Lee. You, you were a living, breathing person, but you personified you it, like super, <laughs> supernatural ability, you know? Okay, this is a no-brainer. Favorite brand? Ah, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I can't say my own brand. I think that's corny, even okay. though I, I already shamelessly yeah. plugged my own book. Um, <laughs> ah, let's see. I'm going to, and also this is one of those answers that changes all the time. Sure, of course. I'm going to yeah. say mm, fucking this week. <sighs> I'm going to say Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Did not expect yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna say like a legacy <laughs> brand that like I think it's because F1 yeah. just started again. So like I'm really yeah into, yeah. Like, so I caught it last yeah, night. I think, yeah. I'm just watching and I just love like how auto, like a lot of automobiles makers like Porsche's up Porsche's up there too. But like you know I just love sure um, the the automakers and how what, what I really love about someone like Mercedes Benz, which has to operate on an F1 peak you know elite level, but also just make like you know the the gla series for thirty six thousand dollars for like everybody is how a brand yeah. can like excel at all those levels and and then they have the maybach you know like like the g-wagon but then they have like you know just all angles covered that's really inspirational to me yeah and ha and have done for so long yeah. right like that's real real legacy stuff yep. i get what you're saying okay uh last two uh favorite destination hmm it's gonna have to be Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh man, I'd love to go. Tokyo's a, a a magical place. If you haven't been, I think anyone yeah. with a with a creative brain needs to go to Tokyo. That's like the mecca, motherland of like creativity and execution. So, like, highly recommend Tokyo. Awesome. And then food, finally, cuisine. Oh well, perfect segue. Japanese food. <laughs> well, oh, there, yeah, you there you are. When you're going to Tokyo, have the best food in the world too. I just had some. Japanese last night. Um, I love Japanese food. Awesome. Um, Jeff, I, um, I'm nearly finished with you and I'm <laughs> gutted because this has been so wonderful. I guess one of the things that's probably important to say, seeing as you just spoke about this new collection coming up, Sapiens, is like, how can people get involved and how can people find out more about it? Oh, uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, but no worries. I think what we have decided and it's confirmed publicly, I, you know, I always like get in trouble for like, leaking too much alpha when I do a talk that I shouldn't have leaked. But I do believe I can say this, is that um, yeah. anyone who holds a phase one, phase two Stapleverse NFT, which is a, a feed, we, we released feed first last year, and then we have pigeons, and then we have poops, pigeon poop NFT. So there's three classes <laughs> of NFTs in our circle right now, feed, pigeon, and poop. And um, you can get those on OpenSea. Um, floor prices, floor price is really reasonable on them right now. And so anyone who holds a current Stapleverse token is going to be, um, is going to be guaranteed for a free mint into Sapiens. Awesome. Yes. So that's like, okay. a, like and you know, when you think about everything that I reveal about what Sapiens is going to do, the way in is you could just pick up like the cheapest feed NFT from Stapleverse right now, which I think is like point. 025 or 0 0.03 or something like that so it's a real bargain sure. to get in right now um but yeah, yeah that's that's the way in for now and then and then uh after that we're gonna do a, a more open mint um that you know we'll have we'll have a fee behind it but initially if you're in stapleverse and you still have the opportunity to get in right now uh you're in you're in there like swimwear as they say 
<laughs> and I guess people should just find you at stapleverse.xyz and uh, there's a Twitter for it as well. Yep, there's a link to our OpenSea directly, nice and safe, on stapleverse.xyz. You can follow at Stapleverse on Twitter for official news and info. You could follow me at Chef Staple on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I think TikTok. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to invite up my friends very quickly from Infinite Objects. They're going to do a quick draw for me for um, uh, an amazing, um, it's called a, oh God, I'm going to do it again. Am I going to forget? No, it's called a video. Oh, <laughs> it's something with this word that I just keep forgetting. It's a video print. It's a video print. Hey, Casey, how are you doing? Uh, hey Ben. Hey Jeff. GM. <laughs> you got it. You got it, Ben. You got it. Why? Why do I do it every week? I forget the name of the bloody product. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yes, every week we give away. We do a draw for someone who's in the space to win this amazing video print, which is like, um, yeah, like a, a, an incredible print of your of an NFT, um, which is uh, in an amazing like. Um, either bamboo or like acrylic frame uh they're incredible actually i've got i've got one uh i love it it's fantastic and so we always do a draw for the artist that was on the previous week so this week we're going to do one for a sati nft and then next week someone will get to win our incredible um nft that we're minting right now. hey ben can i share an infinite object anecdote go for it (laughs) So last year at NFT NYC, <laughs> um, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, Infinite Objects team, like you guys provided the trophies for the NFT awards for NFT NYC. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So Benoit, Zaptio, and Clay could not make it to NFT NYC personally. And they hit me up and they're like, hey, can you do me a favor? And can you, if you have time, can you go to Times Square and go to the award show? And because I think we're nominated and I think we're going to win. And if you could like accept the award on our behalf, that'd be so cool. And I was like, that is cool. I'm down. So I went, (laughs) right. And the artifact gets nominated and then they win and they're like, artifact come up. And then I come up and I'm like, I'm, I'm accepted, you know, on the, like the Oscars and the Grammys, you know, they're like, oh, you know, Taylor Swift couldn't be here, but I'm accepting on behalf of them. So I did that. I went up on stage. And I, I got the Artifact Award, and it was great. And I went back to my seat. A couple of awards later, Murakami wins for his Clone X Murakami collaboration. I forgot the category, right? And, of course, Murakami's not there. And so the announcer's like, Jeff, come up and, and, and get the Murakami one. Too, right? <laughs> so then I go up and I get the Murakami one. A couple of award shows later, a couple of categories later, Nike wins one, right? And no one from Nike's there. And the guy's like... Hey, Jeff, come back up and get the Nike award. So I walked out of that place with three infinite object trophy awards. They were in my house for so long. And for a long time, I got to admit, I was like, should I put these on eBay and just see how they go? (laughs) But there's my my infinite object story. So it's great to connect with you. Well, Jeff, it's amazing just to have a guest that's got an infinite (laughs) object (laughs) story. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Casey, how are you doing? Everything good this Everything's week? great this week. How are you? Awesome. Thank you. Wondering if you want to do a Spaces one night this week, perhaps. And uh, we'll we'll go into a little bit more depth into the product. Um, and then maybe I'll remember the name of it going forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll connect and find some time to get uh, our CEO Excellent. up here, Joe, uh, who's uh, the, the wizard behind uh, the magic here. Awesome. Yep. That, that would be great. Okay, I assume you have drawn. Yes, I have. Um, somebody. Yep. And the winner of this week is zero x hot sauce Oh, hot sauce! Can you believe it? He is a ever present in the Discord. Congratulations! Love to hear that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Casey, for that this week. Let's jump on. Um, yeah, let, let's uh, jump into DMs and, and sort out. Uh, spaces so we can talk about the product a lot more and i would recommend everyone here check out infinite objects and what they're up to it's a lot of fun great product sounds good thank thanks you. great thanks so much um okay well look thank you everyone for joining me jeff i don't know if you had any final words no thank you for this everyone i hope you enjoy your sunday um and i will see you all on the other side thank you so much ben awesome i really appreciate you joining me on a sunday jeff and uh yeah i'm 
I'm stoked that you have come on. I'm really, really proud that we've been able to co-create a cool NFT. And I cannot wait to hear what that archive unlock sounds like. A lot of fun. So thank you so much. Um, really, really appreciate your time. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Um, everyone, next week we have got Doug, who is the founder of the NFT project Toy Boogers, coming up to join us for a show. Doug is busy at the moment creating an audio galleries themed character in the style of Toy Boogers. So we will have a, uh, a little mascot and I cannot wait to give you a bit more information about that next week. Um, in the meantime, the Jeff Staple Audio Galleries Stapleverse uh, NFT, as I say, the mint link is available in the Discord and it's pinned to this um, spaces, but it's also in the Audio Galleries official Twitter so go through there and grab that. In the meantime, I am going to play out great choices, by the way, Jeff, Jay-Z, love it. And, uh, and what, what better a track to finish up with than Legacy. So thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate your time. Have a wonderful evening. And everyone, GMGM, have fun. Thanks for joining me. This is Audio Galleries. Mm -hmm. Conversation.